believe you're the savior of our soul. We believe you are God and in control. Welcome to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Bram, a ministry of Worship Generation Church located in Fountain Valley, California. For more information, please visit us at www.worshipgeneration.com. We believe in the power of the gospel. We believe you can transform every soul. We believe you're the Savior. Now let's join Pastor Joey as we study through the Bible. Let the nations be glad, all his saints rejoice. And put it in the past and keep it in the past. What's done is done. Yeah, we've added this, but you know, Samuel says what's done is done. Past tense. Own it. It's no one's fault but your own. And we got to go forward. Now, then he says, you, you have done all this wickedness there in verse 20. Yet, see, there's a comma. Isn't it nice? It's not a period right there. Aren't you glad when we're being held accountable for our sins, it doesn't just go like, Oh, you've done all this wickedness, period. End of story, end of subject, end of sentence, end of paragraph. Aren't you glad that's not, but it's like, oh, there's a comma. Yeah, you've done all this wickedness, comma. Yet, and there's a few yets in the Bible, quite a few of them actually, but this is a really good one. So maybe circle it. I've got it highlighted and circled. Because when, when, when the prophet is telling you, the greatest prophet of the last 400 years says, yeah, you have done all this wickedness. You're like, oh, man. Yet, there's, there's the lifeline. There's, there's, the, there's the, you know, the, the pool life preserver. Yet. Yet. That's not the end. Christ didn't die on the cross. He had the sentence end. You've done all this wickedness, period. Now go home. It's over. Hang your head and forget anything applies to you. You've done all this wickedness, and the resurrection tomb puts a comma there. The resurrection from the tomb puts a comma there and says, Yet, do not turn aside from following the Lord. What this is saying right here is don't let your failures of the past keep you from the glory and the calling of the present. That's what this is saying. That's what Samuel the prophet's saying. Yeah, you just had thunder and lightning that scared you to death. You just had like Mount Sinai come to you in your wheat harvest to affirm to you, you were wrong and evil and wicked and asking for a king. But we're not going to go despondent. We're not going to do a blame game. We're going to own it and realize we had done this, but now yet we are offered the opportunity to go forward. And again, that's what we are talking about earlier, that his mercies are new every morning. That no matter how dark yesterday was, spiritually or morally for any of us, Today marks a new day and a new opportunity. His mercies are new. No, no matter what evil we've done, no matter what colossal failures we've had that might grieve us and break us and bring us to tears when we even think about it, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. Chin up and go forward. Do not turn aside. Don't make yesterday's failure an excuse to not do the right thing today which is to walk the straight and narrow, to serve the Lord with all of our heart, to obey the Lord, and to do what's right. So do not turn aside from following the Lord. Just keep going forward, all right? Put that behind you. Do the right thing. You know, in sports, 
just hands down, women, men, the best athletes are the ones who put their failures behind them immediately. You give up the big goal in women's soccer, you gave it up. It's, it's the first half. It's one to nothing. Like, just, what, are you going to walk out the field now? No. What, make Tom, what makes Tom Brady such a great quarterback? The guy can throw an interception or a pick six, an interception for a touchdown. He just walks to the sideline. He looks at what happened, goes back out there, and just drops 28 points in the fourth quarter on the Rams and almost does it again. The great closers in baseball, they give up a home run this night, a walk-off base hit that night. What happens the next week? They're back out there again. They, have, they say a, a reliever in baseball, that last pitcher in baseball that tries to save the game, they got to have a bad memory. They've got to forget the game they blew the night before, and they got to be in that moment. And as a, a former professional athlete, I always notice stuff like that. And by the way, in surfing, I'm going to tell you who the best surfers are. The ones who fall and are unfazed. Ones who fall. Uh, Kelly Slater falls. It's, it's never in his head. He's, just, he's right on to the next thing, what he's got to do. By the way, Guillermo Mendina, the three-time world champion for Brazil, same thing. It, when he falls, which is really rare, it never rouses him. But I've seen other elite athletes in surfing in the top ten when they fall at the wrong time, they fall apart. We see how that can happen, right? In figure skating, we've seen women win the gold in the long program in figure skating in times past with a fall on their first rotation, their first quadruple, triple, whatever. And then nail everything beautifully after that. They put it behind them. But we've seen women fall on the first one and men too, then fall on the next one. And it just starts and they're just melting down. It's so hard to watch five minutes of that, isn't it? It is. You almost want to turn it off. You're like, I, I can't watch this. This, this, is, this is too hard to watch. That's what it's like for the angels when they see you and me fall apart because of a bad day and carried into the next day. You almost just want to change the channel. Oh, anything but fishing channel, whatever, golf channel. I, just can't, I can't watch this. This is, this, is too, this is too hard to watch. No one wants to watch someone melt down where one mistake becomes another and another and another. And yet, do not turn aside from following the Lord. Reboot. And, you know, in dancing, when you get off cadence, you just stop. And then you get back on cadence. That's all you do. Same with music. Think Danny hits every chord perfectly. I'm sure you just, it happens. You just, you, just, you just keep moving. You've got to keep moving forward. And, that, and that's what we got here. Is that yet, do not turn aside from following the Lord. So this is the exhortation. Okay, so we own our failures and our shortcomings, but we must keep them in the past. And then we receive this exhortation, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. So we, we just say, yeah, we need to establish. We need to purpose. That's, that was then. This is now. Because the devil wants to come in like, hey, you know like how you had that colossal failure yesterday? Let's just add on to it. What's another day of a losing streak? Hey, if you're going to drink this time, why don't you drink that time? Hey, as long as you're smoking weed on Friday, why not smoke it on Friday, Saturday, Sunday too? Right? Like, that's what happens. You see people doing so well sometimes with the Lord, and then they, they fall, and then it's like they trip, they trip, they trip, and, like, and they just quit. When you see people do that, by the way, we have to, it's so important that we speak life and encouragement and build them up to, to do the right things. Know this for sure. Anyone that has failed has way more voices from human beings and from the devils themselves to keep them down 
than voices speaking life and encouragement to build them up to go forward. So let's make sure in Jesus' name that we are speaking life and encouragement for people to go forward. People don't need to be beat down when they're already down. People need to be encouraged and offered mercy and grace and a hand in encouragement. I learned at Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa so many years ago from watching Pastor Chuck Smith that if I'm going to err, I'm going to err in grace. Because plenty of people err in legalism and condescending judgment of other people within the church. So if I'm going to err, I'm going to err in grace. I'll deal with things. Everyone knows you've been here long enough. You know we'll deal with things. But I want to err in grace. I want to err in grace. And I want to give grace time to work a season before we just have to be a little less gracious, if that's the way it is. And you parents with adult kids, you can relate to what I'm saying, right? (laughs) You can. So for us personally, we don't want to turn aside just because we've had a, a, a bad outing a bad week, a bad month, or even a bad year. We can't just quit. We had a memorial here for a suicide a couple months ago, and it was just so sad. And I understand mental health. I don't understand mental health. I understand mental health is a factor in these things. But it was just so sad. There was a way forward for that man. I'm sure of it. But that's not the way he chose. And that makes me sad every time I think about it. And I think about his wife and his children that were left behind. There is a hope to go forward always in Jesus' name. Which, by the way, is why people just love my sister's testimony. You know, I posted on Instagram Barbie being in town this week. You know... People love redemption, and people love redemption from drugs and alcohol. That's very inspiring to most people because most people know somebody who needs full redemption from drugs and alcohol. I posted a picture of my sister yesterday, and quadruple the amount of comments I'd get for anything that I'd ever even post. And I just said, you know, my sister was homeless for five years on the streets, in and out of jail, a drug addict, alcoholic, all these things, and then now it's almost five years of sobriety. She's a homeowner, employee of the month at Home Depot, thriving in the Lord at Calvary Chapel, Vero Beach, thriving in the women's ministry, and really, it's amazing, like, just how she is with the Lord. Like, she's a spirit-filled woman, and God fully restored her mind. And it all goes back to the next thing, because when I saw her on Mother's Day five years ago, after preaching at Poncho's church, I went to visit to see my mom when she was still here. And I looked for my sister and all the hangouts, because homeless people have hangouts. You know that, right? They're, like, they're kind of like a circuit. They go in the course of a day. And I knew her hangouts. I, thought, I couldn't find her. And then I, when I left my mom's, it was getting dark, and I saw my sister. And I'll never forget what I said to my sister. I saw her. On the, I 
making the right turn. There she was with her grocery cart, like, Barbie, happy Mother's Day, and oh, Joe, and all. And, and we were talking, and she's like, well, it's too hard, and this and that. And I said, Barbie, the next thing in your life is to go to rehab and complete it. Because she's always in court-appointed rehab, but never completing it. So the next thing for you is to complete the court-appointed rehab. Because she's like, I don't even know where to begin. I'll tell you where to begin. Complete court-appointed rehab. And she did. Then she's in the halfway house for a year with 30 recovering women as well. Then she gets the upgrade to the recovery house with 10 women. Then she goes from the temp job to the full-time job. Then she gets her, DU, her license restored after two years of DUI school from two DUIs. You see? And yet, yet do not turn aside from following the Lord. What is the next thing? And that's what my sister didn't get from this person that I saw five years ago on Mother's Day to the person I saw this week in Huntington Beach overnight. It was going forward literally one day at a time, the right decisions, conflict resolution, all that kind of stuff, self, self-effacing evaluation, all that kind of stuff, showing up for work on time, all those things, and then taking risk. It was a huge risk for her to move 3,000 miles to Florida and start a new life. But she had to do it, and she's done it. But like I've been saying lately, the biggest risk, you know, you know by now what the biggest risk is, to do nothing. That is the biggest risk on planet Earth, is to do nothing. That is the biggest risk, to do nothing. Because you'll get exactly nothing back. We have to take risk in life. That's what the journey of faith is with Jesus. So we need to establish that new beginning like my sister. I'll never forget how excited I was about a month after that. My mom told me, yeah, Barbie, got, she's back, went back to fist to jail, but she's back in the rehab program. And I was like, okay, God, please, 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 please. And then, yeah. See, it's a, like it says in Jeremiah, God's always promising his people a future and a hope. So let the past be the past and grab hold of the mercies that are new every morning and go forward. Not based upon how you failed all this time previously with this person, these things, or these circumstances, but what you can be in Christ Jesus going forward with faith in him and who he is and his promises applied. You can never quit going forward. The devil wants us to quit. We can never quit going forward. And yet, do not turn aside from following the Lord. In other words, do the right thing today. Following the Lord is the right thing today. Looking to Jesus, looking to the word of God, and obeying the things that we know we're called to do. And then finally, the last thing we see is in verse 21, uh, where he says, and serve the Lord with all your heart. Now, as you come down a little bit farther down, because it says serve the Lord with all your heart. So we're going we're gonna, to, we're we're, yet we're not to turn aside, so we're going to do the right thing, and then we're going to do it with all of our heart. So it's all of our heart. Because usually when there's failure with sin, it's because it's not all of our heart. It's double-minded. It's half-hearted. It's apathy, laziness, excuses. But when it's really, you know, like when my sister said, you know what, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of living behind the dollar store by the, by the dumpster. I've had enough of this. 
I'm going to take ownership and I'm going to go forward with the Lord. I'm going to do what's right. With all my heart, I'm going to finish rehab and I'm going to go forward with the next thing in my life. And that's how my sister turned her life around. And that's how we all turn our lives around. Because, you know, the sad thing about my sister being on the streets is she had long been fruitful with the Lord for many years. She's very involved in women's ministries at different Calvary chapels. She knows the Bible so good. And, you know, when she would show up at Calvary Vista uh, drunk across the street, because her circle, she used to go to women's ministry and be a leader at Calvary Vista. So she'd show up like drunk and wanting food or whatever, fully intoxicated. And Rob Salvato would give the new pastors a chance at, can you fix Barbie? Can you fix Barbie, right? You, you feel like you got, you got the hot hand in ministry. Let's see how you do it, Barbie Baran. Can you fix Barbie? Of course, they just, are so, they just love her so much. But until her heart said, enough is enough, and I'm all in, and I'm never looking back, those pastors and Barbie were just going to talk in circles. She's going to quote all these scriptures. They'd walk away going like, they'd go to Rob Salvato and Joe Henschel's dad, Steve Henschel, go like, how does a woman know that much scripture when she's drunk right now talking to us? They literally said, Steve Henschel told me, there are pastors that says, that drunk girl, woman, knows the Bible better than I do, and she's quoting it to me while she's drunk. But it doesn't do any good unless you are all in. You got all your heart. And in these lower verses, it says that uh, there in verse 26, verse 24, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. There it is again, all your heart. For consider what great things he has done for you. So we own it and we have to reestablish it. And here we have to consider it. So we're going to serve the Lord with all of our heart. But in serving the Lord with all of our heart going forward from failures and mistakes and frustrations and discouragement and these things, we're going to serve him in truth with all of our heart and consider the great things he's done for us. And I do think that that's something that's very beneficial to us to consider all the good things God has done for us. Because in this context, Samuel's saying, like, consider what the Lord has done for you. God had been good to them. When we talk about where the devil makes that which is good serving the Lord and make it look bad and that which is bad being a slave to sin and make it look good. The devil calls good evil and evil good. And like somehow when God is withholding things or putting us through the fire of tribulations and testings and trials that somehow God has it out for us when in fact he's actually preparing us for all that he has for us still in our life yet alone what he has for us for eternity. Personally, I want a soft landing going into eternity. I do. I don't want to have a terminal illness. I don't want to suffer. You know, I wouldn't mind knowing, like, I had one day to know I'm going. You know? Some people don't even know. It's like, boom, you're gone. Right? Like that. But other people, they have months to know they're going and kind of calibrate it. And watching my mother-in-law die of cancer and how much pain she was in, the pain she was in was just the worst. I think I speak for all of us. I want a soft landing when I head for eternity. I want it's like, man, my last flight in Florida last week, it was during that severe weather. And when the pilot comes on, it's like, hey, nobody's serving anything. It's about to get bumpy. Oh, here we go. You know, that East Coast, Texas kind of stuff. And we, you know, I haven't had that for a while. And I was like, oh. 
It was a short flight, Melbourne, Atlanta, so I wasn't, you know, Melbourne, Florida to Atlanta. I was like, oh, but, you know, the big black clouds, and you're getting this, and, 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 and everyone's like, you know, it's just like, oh. That's not how I want to land into eternity. I want to just be like, just smooth. Like when there's no wind in Dallas and you're descending for like 30 minutes into DFW, like, just smooth. But you know what? God may want it really choppy for me going to eternity. And I may need really choppy for eternity. Because the final moments of life is preparing us for eternity and what God has for us in eternity. And I remind myself of that when I think of my mother-in-law suffering. And I've watched other people suffer in severe pain on the back end. And I think, oh, Lord, couldn't you just give them a soft landing? Well, that's not my business. I'm not God of the universe over a trillion galaxies. And who am I to say? I didn't give them life and it's, they're in his hands. I'm not the author and finisher of their faith as he is. But who's not to say that those things aren't preparing us for those things that are for eternity? In fact, they are, because all things are working together for good. And these light afflictions are working for a far more eternal weight of glory for the things of the kingdom. So we need to know the Lord's good to us, even if we think he's not. Even if we close that door, severed that relationship, gave disfavor when we wanted favor. We need to be like Paul and be able to say, I've abounded and I have a base and I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what he's working on in our life. And so we need to know that the Lord is good. The Lord is always good. God does what is good. God is light and him is no moral darkness at all. And God's always going to do good. God is light and him is the, Jesus is the light and the life of men. Everything Jesus touches is good and he brings life to it. We're living right now as we're gathered here tonight in Jesus' name. We're living in eternal life through faith in Jesus. He's made us alive eternally. We're living in time, space, and matter, the temporal, but within us is eternal glory. And we're living in eternal life as we're going through this. We're on a higher dimension. We literally are trans-dimensional right now with eternal life. And Jesus said, these things I've spoken to you that you might have life and that more abundantly. And if we're focused on Jesus... And who he is and what he's done and where he's at and what he's going to do. And if we're serving the Lord with all of our heart, we're going to come through the turbulence. We're going to come through whatever's coming. And we're going to know the Lord is good. We're going to consider who he is, what he's done, what he's promised, and what's, what's coming. And we're going to be good. We're going to say like Paul, I know who I've believed in. And I'm persuaded he's able to keep that which I've committed to him until that day. That the Lord is good. We're going to be like David and say, hey, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that the Lord is good. God is saying, consider. Samuel says, consider what great things God has done for you. So I'll just say this. You know, sometimes when Scott Cunningham's here leading worship, he'll say, hey, speak something out loud to the Lord, what you're thankful for, right? He likes to do that. And that's kind of cool. Like, that's a cool thing that he does. And I'm not going to ask you to do that right now, but... Let's just think about the great things God has done for us. What he's doing for us right now. Because there are things that are obvious that he's done for us. You might say health, a good marriage, or just whatever. A place to live, a roof over your head, money in the bank to buy food. I mean, there's all kinds of things that we have that we could so take for granted. But there's so much more good that he's doing for us and has done for us that we often aren't even aware of. And so Samuel, in this exhortation to go forward in the full strength 
with all your heart with the Lord from the failures. Yes, let them be the past, but yet there's a future and a hope. So grab onto it and go forward. And, and then to, to walk in the truth, to serve him in truth with all your heart, consider what great things he's done. Serve him with all your heart. That's, that's the future. And that's to be all in. And all the heart comes when you really think how good God is. Do you ever sometimes just sit, like me when you're reading your Bible or you have a quiet time, or a certain song comes on a certain way, do you just cry? Like, do you just have tears of gratitude for the good things God has done for you? Like, just, like, cry. Like, because, you know, the Bible says be still and know that he's God. And everything in our society is, is counterintuitive to being still. So I really encourage us to just make time to be still. And meditate upon the Lord in his word and think about it. And there'll be times when you really think how good he is and you just, you just might start crying. And those are really good tears. So worship generation, body of Christ. In Jesus' name, let's put the past behind us and not be crippled by it. Let's grab that comma and say, yeah, and yet. And let's reload with all of our heart, considering how good the Lord is, and go forward from victory to victory, from glory to glory. You've been listening to the Worship Generation Radio Ministry with Pastor Joey Brand. If you would like more information about the ministry of Worship Generation, visit us online at www.worshipgeneration.com where you can listen to the podcast of today's entire message. Worship Generation is located at 10350 Ellis Avenue in Fountain Valley, California. Our service times are Saturday evenings at 6 p.m. and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And also follow Pastor Joey on Instagram under the tag name at Joey Brand. Thanks for listening and God bless. Not ashamed of the gospel. Not ashamed, not ashamed of the one I love. Not ashamed, not ashamed.